Hey guys, it's Pastor Scott, and I want to thank you for sharing these moments together. My prayer is that something said will fortify, strengthen, encourage, and equip us to become everything that we were created to be. Uh, I have some real special guests today. They're great friends of mine, and if you are uh, in any way... um, if you like worship music and you're in touch and in tune with that, uh, you're probably going to know their names. But I am so thankful to be joined by my good friends, Austin and Lindsay Adamack. Um, they are some of the premier worship leaders really in the country and even around the world today. And I know you can check them out on iTunes and uh, YouTube and all of that kind of stuff. But guys, it's so good for you to be here. That is and so uh, I just uh, I'm so honored to have uh, to have friends like you in my life. And I I wanted to just sort of ask you a couple of questions and and get your perspective because, you know, when God blesses you with, um, when God blesses you with exposure, uh, that is a great, that's a great blessing from God. And it's also one that you have to be responsible with. Um, And I understand that. So I know you guys travel and I know that you see worship uh, in so many different ways and so many different styles and in different churches like that. But also, let me ask you the first question. How do you, and I know this is a hard question off the bat, but how do you view the importance of corporate worship within the service? And let me just preface, when I was growing up, worship mu- music was considered sort of a warm-up. You know, and they used music to just warm the people up, get everybody going. So, you know, the preacher could come on and sort of do his thing. But obviously within the last, you know, 15, 20 years, there's been a real uptick on the importance of worship. And when it comes to the corporate context of a worship service, how do you view the importance of worship? And and what do you what are you asking God to help you accomplish? Yeah, I mean. I think it's, it's so easy in the world that we live in right now to just view worship as a, a, a concert. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like that's what modern church has made it. But mm-hmm. I am happy though that it's become more important. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the I, I love how churches are embracing the idea of um, the power of worship and pastoring these moments. Because to answer your question. I, I believe that the Lord does inhabit the praises of his people. Right. And um, I mean, on a, on a deep note, it really prepares our heart. And, you know, I feel like that scripture, the parable, of the sower should be really more about the parable of the ground. You yeah, know? exactly. It's exactly. like preparing the ground and that ground being our heart. Right. You know, because I feel like so often it's easy to to walk into a place, sing a couple songs, and then the pastor starts pre- preaching or starts giving a, a revelatory word about the um, about what Jesus said or how just the connection, Old and New Testament. And I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not there yet, you know? There right. might be thorns, whatever you want to you know, liken it to that parable. But sure. um, I, what's so powerful about worship is it softens up your heart. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe that, you know, scripture, Psalm 37, where it talks about, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And that delight really meaning um, in the Hebrew, meaning to be made soft and pliable. Yeah, that's and good. just that's that good. 
that that burden gets lifted from you and yeah. you you really become open again to what God's trying to speak to you. It's not a manipulation game. It's none of that kind of stuff, but right. you just get a higher perspective that your worries are nothing in comparison to his greatness and what he can accomplish in your life. Yeah. And I think when you start doing that, softening your heart, I think then you can like it really to the, you can liken it to the parable about just making that ground soft again, tilling the ground of your heart so right. that when the seed, which is the word of God gets planted in your life, you can receive it yeah. and then you can respond to it. Have another response song of worship, whatever that is. But man, the, there's so much power in worship. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love what you said, pastoring the moment. Now, I really like that. You know, just, just the picture of that. Um, do you recognize, you know, how, how do you recognize, because I know that you, you know, it, it, it's good to plan, it's good to pick your songs, it's good to pray about those things, but how do you recognize a moment within a service and you know this could turn either way. This could turn either way right now. I mean, are you are you sensitive to the Lord as you're doing the songs? And I mean, I know you're not just going through the motions, but you know, what happens in you when you recognize a moment that, hey, God really wants to invade our space right now? Yeah. I mean, is there a signal? Is there a feeling? Or? Yeah, and I think Lindsay and I have really been cognizant and we've we've learned from uh, from experiences when we weren't actually living in the moment. I think that's where it comes from about if you, in order to seize the moment, you have to be kind of in the moment. Yeah. You have to, you have to be there. You have to be in a place of, of open to what God's saying and not be thinking so much of what's next, but God, what are you speaking right now? What, what yeah. is your heart? And when you're seeing these songs from a real place, you know, then you can go, oh God, this is what you're saying. And you can be reminded of his faithfulness, reminded of where he's been. Yeah. Not to be confused with the fact of, I know as worship leaders, we've we've heard the adage that you can't take people where you haven't been. Right. And I'm, that's speaking to just his presence, uh, experiencing that his glory in a, in a powerful way. Yeah. But, but, I, but you were talking about the moment. And I believe mm. that we have to be in the moment. Yeah. to facilitate that moment, what God is speaking. And, yeah. you know, even being in, getting to be in services with you and, and moments of God moving, it's, you have inspired me to, to live in the moment, to, to, to be ever, to be ever aware and ever present right. to his presence right then and there yeah. and not just be thinking about what's next. I mean, listen, I, I don't know, you know, for people listening, I'm sure there's worship leaders listening to this. Sure. I mean, I've thought, and this is terrible, I've thought about bills I have to pay after the service when I'm literally leading a song and I have yeah. to repent of it. It's just like, you can, you've sang a song so many times, especially yeah. in big church. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, you know, and are we giving God our yes right now? Right. You know, I, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's wonderful. And like I said, that just struck a, res it, it just struck a chord in me because I believe whatever God is, and, you know, we know we can't define him, but whatever God is, if he's anything, he's present. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? He's a present help yeah. in time of need. He is the I am. So anything that causes you to be distracted from the moment, <clears throat> that you, you're going to miss God in a significant way. Yeah. And so, I, 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 yeah, I just love that. You know, be very cognizant. Be aware. Mm. That's a great word. Just be aware of the moment. Mm. And 
I know you guys also write, and Lindsay, I know you, you know, you have an incredible voice. Um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. But I know that you guys are writers too. And um, when, when, when you feel like the Lord has given you a song or you guys are writing a song, um, how do you know the difference between, okay, we're sitting down and we're going to craft a song because we have a gift. And, and I think that's fine. I think it's okay. You know, you can actually write a song because you're gifted. How do you know the difference between that and God has really given you something that captures what he's doing within the church? I mean, right. how would you describe that to somebody? Well, okay, so there's a bunch of different processes that people, you know, I don't want to say there's a right way or a wrong way to write a song when you go into the room, but for us, what we've seen is the most successful, especially for churches and um, just a song that people need to be singing. A lot of times for us, it's spending time in the quiet place before we step on stage. It's spending time, like Austin kind of said, you can't take people where you haven't been. So those moments where God gives him a chorus or gives me an idea, usually I'm, mine's pretty concept-based. I That's like where I kind of write from is more of like I see something, whether it's in nature or just in his presence, like something visually gives me yeah. a concept and that's what I run with. He kind of starts with a melody that he feels like the Lord's given him. And we'll just like, you know, be at the piano, we'll be praying together and we'll be worshiping. And then it's it's kind of a three-step thing for us. Mm-hmm. We'll be singing, we'll be worshiping. Well, the ones that are really something that we feel like God is placing on our hearts or our minds to write and sing from, um, a lot of times we keep singing that same thing. And so we'll be in a, a worship service, like even tonight, like house church, sure. we'll just be worshiping and that one chorus, man, even if it's just a line that we keep singing over and over again, mm-hmm. um, just singing that over and over again in those moments and listening to what he's doing in the room brings so much clarity to yeah. where the song should go. Yeah. And so from there, we're, we're seeing people, yeah. I know for me, like the place I lead from and where I feel the Holy Spirit lead me to even speak into what's happening in the moment is from individually watching what God is doing in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I feel like I'll have a word, like tonight, I felt like I had a word for Taylor. Mm-hmm. The difference about tonight was I felt like I was only supposed to share that with Taylor. Right. So I encouraged everyone to pray for each other. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like a word I feel like the Lord has given me is for an individual that I just make broad. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times when I'm singing in the spirit, this one melody, all of a sudden this verse will come because there's perspective of what God is doing in the room. Yeah. And so then there'll be maybe a verse or a bridge. Then from that point, this is just what we've learned works for us. Because mm-hmm. there was years, years and years of us yeah, sitting, we in, a room, crazy. Sorry. Yeah, sitting no, in a room going, yeah. okay, this is the song that Christian Radio wants. Or this is the song that, you know, the label is really needing right now. This is like what we're missing on our record, you mm-hmm. know, wh- wh- whatever that is. And we would sit in a room with some really awesome writer friends of ours. And be like, this is the idea. Let's run with it. And we've written songs. And to be honest, they're okay compared to the songs that are just birthed in his presence. Yeah. Or songs that, like, in the moment tonight even, that you just feel like you, God is just not releasing you of this melody, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's like we're worshiping, we'll have this idea, then we'll worship with people. It brings perspective. Then we go into the writing room. Okay, And yeah. go, this is the person. Right. You know, this is this is the melody originally. This is the word that we feel like the Lord is really needing to be heard. Yeah. That gives us direction and that gives us confidence to write from that place versus coming up with our own idea. 
this is what we think people need to hear. Right. It's kind of trial by error. And a lot of times I tell like younger worship leaders and girls who are writing, like, take chances. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. Um, you know, you said something about you just get, you, maybe you'll get a line or maybe you'll get just one melody. Do you find that it takes courage the first few times? To, to be vulnerable enough to just keep singing that. You know, because, I, I mean, I know what it's like when you're in front of people. You want, if, if, the leader, if the leader looks like they don't have it together, it makes everybody else nervous. Yeah. But does it take courage sometimes to just stay on that one line, stay on that one thing? And even if people don't understand it at the moment, you know, if we keep digging into this, God's, you know, yes. God's on this. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it can feel weird for like a, a minute or two, and then all of a sudden you take that step and you're courageous. And then with time, it brings you freedom because right. you did it. But then it also brings freedom in the room for people to go, we're human. Yeah. And this is us working out our gift set. And our, like Austin said, our calling, like this is us kind of, this is development and our calling and the word that we feel like the Lord is giving us in the moment. And sometimes we can box ourselves in based on the service and the way that even prophetic worship music sounds mm -hmm. because we're like, okay, you know, this is kind of the way, this is the flow. This is how it usually happens. Yeah. But like when we have confidence to step out in faith and just listen and give God our yes and be obedient, it's incredible where you can take yeah. you. Yeah. I, I know that you guys also not only lead worship, but I know that you also train other young worshipers and, um, and, and teach them, um, you know, how to, how to write, how to be sensitive to the spirit, how to flow and things like that. What advice would you give to, or what advice do you give to young writers and young worship leaders or aspiring worship leaders? What, what advice would, do you give them or what do you like to see in them? What do you look for that you know that that person that person's got it. Because I know I know you can recognize something mm -hmm. without them even knowing it. Eli Elijah never met Elisha. He walked by him one day and just looked at him and he threw his, he just, he knew by instinct. Yeah. Um, what advice do you give aspiring worship leaders? Um, well, for me, I I started a, like our portion of the school of worship at our church is for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, because I really believe strongly, as scripture says, like kids are the example, they're not the exception. And we were looking at our church, it's been that's going good. one way for 30 years, right? And I was like, how can we turn a ship that's been going one way for 30 years? You gotta start from the ground up. That's right. All these other people have already been influenced. And so um, there's a little girl specifically who hears from God. And my biggest thing is I encourage her to listen and I encourage her to keep a, a journal by her bed. And she's been writing songs. She's only like 10 years old. Um, but it's not necessarily like she doesn't have the greatest voice in the world or, you know, some of them, it's not like, oh my goodness, they're the most talented kid in the world. There's a softness to the presence of Jesus at a young age. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you can go to school, you can, you, sometimes with, with vocals, you know, it's like you either got it or you don't, let's just be honest. Right. But as far as like writing goes and, and a worship, a kid that has a calling in their life. I think you can see it at a young age based on the softness of the Holy Spirit. This little girl in particular drags her parents to church. Mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. speaks to her since her grandma died and she keeps a journal by her bed and that's where these songs are coming from. Yes, they're from a 10-year-old's point of view, but it's powerful. So my biggest advice would be um, for, especially for kids coming up, teenagers, young adults too, 
find someone you can disciple on yeah. as you're growing, grow right. others. That's good. But also to keep listening to what God is teaching you and keep listening. Don't take for granted um, the moments where you're dreaming or don't take for granted your imagination at that age. Yeah. Like those are things that are important. And I know with our e-kids, that's what we call them, emergency school worship e-kids. Okay. We, um, we tell them that like the beautiful thing about their faith is their imagination. Yeah. And I think that's why their faith is the example is because they're able to go places that God intended all of us to go. They're, they're, they haven't been influenced and they haven't been jaded and they haven't been hurt. That's what so I was going to say. They haven't been jaded yet. They have that, so, yeah. Yes, they have that faith that, you know, they believe and they truly believe with all of their hearts that God is capable of everything. So I encourage that age to never lose that imagination, never lose that wonder to listen, but also to keep, as they're growing, pour into others so that they're growing. Yeah, Discipleship is key. That's Yeah, that's awesome. To, the example and not the exception. Yeah. I love that. I think for, um, for for both of us, what we what we look for in developing new people is just someone who is so real. And I think that's what I was, the only thing that I would even add to the songwriting portion that flows right into this is just, you are so aware. You're so self-aware of your current situation. Mm-hmm. You're objective. Like you can objectively look at it and say one way or the other, I'm in, I'm in a good place right now or I'm in a bad place. And you have the ab- ability and which is very tough to allow that to just be like, col- like get into a head on collision with the word of God mm-hmm. and like, Tie that with the promise and hang on for dear life. Yeah. Your awareness of your brokenness and, and his greatness despite it all. And yeah. it's not someone's ability to sit, to be able to articulate what I just said, but you can see that when they're worshiping mm-hmm. and you can, in a glimpse, you can, you can see that and you can feel it and it's wrapped into their vocal, whether, whether it's, you were just saying some people haven't, some people don't, but I mean, most of the time if they're already on stage or if they're trying out something, they have it. You know, they'll have a decent voice. Mm-hmm. And I just would say that authenticity mm-hmm. to you can feel it in your your yeah. your voice that you've been hurt. We always said like really good drummers and different people. We'd always laugh like mm-hmm. um, the, our band actually is on the road with us. We'd we'd say, Man, that drummer's he did all the right things. He learned this song perfect. You can tell he learned mm-hmm. all the things. What is it that we didn't like it? What is it? Yeah. And we were all laughing one night, we're like he just never got his heart broken before. Yeah, you know, there like, you go. You know, so there's true. just yeah, that's that's it, true. It's just like, are you open? And, and some people like that are so young. But Lindsay, oh, yeah. if you if we're real, I mean, if you're, those kids have been through stuff already, oh and they're real about it. They're yeah. real about what their family, what they see. We don't even have time I mean, to go there because if I could go there yeah. and just talk about yeah. like. But anyways, oh my sure. goodness, those hopefully kids. that's you oh, know well, kind of perspective. It does. It does. How, uh, one last thing, very quickly. Um, when it comes to leading worship, when it comes to writing songs, and, and again, we'll we'll do some more of these because I think this is fascinating, and I know it helps people. How much, and I know it's you can't quantify it exactly, but how much do you think is intellect, and how much do you think is instinct? Whew. And that's I know that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, me and Austin always say that we write from very different places, and that's what makes us write so well together. And a lot of you know, when I think about intellect, I think about how his knowledge of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. He's a history buff, too. He will dig into scripture. He will dig into theology and get to the core of what it is. You know, he just loves that stuff. I am very emotionally based the way that I write. 
So mine is instinct. It's like, does that hit me weird immediately? Mm. And he'll say something and it's theologically the most sound thing in the world, but I'm like, my heart doesn't, like, I don't feel that when you say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's both. I really think it's 50-50. It, okay. It's listening to the Holy Spirit and that intimacy of what he's doing in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and awareness of what he what's going on in other people's lives, but then also, like, being able to back it up with your knowledge of the Word of God and revelation and scripture that he's given you. It's 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say... You know, to, to your point about instinct, I, I feel like intellectually or intellectualism can influence and in mm. better that instinct, right? And can help explain the instinct and mm. can give you the credibility to make money in this life. With now the I feel instinct. like we're just right. talking about our right. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but that's okay. Yeah. And I, I think what you're doing is so important because any discussion of worship, it really does open everything. And there's, yeah. there, there's like you said, they just haven't been broken yet. There's a certain vulnerability that comes with that. And you can tell, like you said, you can tell when they have really gone through something. I remember this old movie years ago. It was like Crossroads or something. Yeah. And, but this guy had gone to, you know, Juilliard. And he was, you know, he was a, a, a blues fanatic. Mm-hmm. And he, every note was right. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to follow this, you know, this old Striving. blues guy, you know. Yeah. And, and, and here he is, and he, he can intellectually hit every note. But the old blues man just looked at him and said, you've, you've never, you don't know what the blues, you've never had your heart broken. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, and, and I know that, you know, it is hard to, to quantify how much of it is this and how much, of it, but I love the fact that you're able to come at something so, so that it's theologically sound, right? And that it's based on scripture and it's based on the word and you can't poke, poke holes in it. But yet there's something that you look at, Lindsay, that's like, okay, I know how that makes me feel or that doesn't move me this way. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose, especially in worship, and we're getting to where we started, it's not a performance. Mm-hmm. It's not a concert. I mean, I know it can be for some. But if you're not wrapping your arms around the people and lifting them and bringing them closer to God, then... That, that's a revelation if, and you know, if there's anything we could end on ever is God gave us a word. And honestly, I think Lindsay, you voiced it a couple months before we went to Manila this last year. And we kind of, we said it for the first time on stage there. Um, and it was just, I believe in these times to come right now, God is breaking that barrier between the stage and the audience. He's longing to, he's, it's, it's mm-hmm. going away. Yeah. That whole platform theater vibe where it's just it, the fourth wall is being forever broken yeah. and I believe yeah. it's, it's happening as worship leaders rally around the fact that we're just fulfilling a part yeah. we're just fulfilling a piece of this this beautiful picture mosaic I was about mm-hmm. to say Tetris but it makes it yeah. sound like a game no yeah. it's just it's this mosaic this masterpiece of of God's goodness and our, our lot in life yeah. And what we're called to do, and it's like, man, I believe he's breaking that barrier. Yeah, he yeah. wants to As invade wrap every our single part of it. Absolutely. Like he wants to invade our businesses. He wants to invade our homes. He yeah. doesn't want just these moments in his presence. He wants a people who are marked by his presence, who are living a life in the presence of God. And that's, yeah. that's so the difference good, yeah. between 
a concert and a worship pastor stepping into their calling is people who are just willing to say, God, you can have every single part of it. Right. Like this isn't a career to me. Right. To me, this is, this is what I'm commissioned to do. This is what I get to do for your kingdom. Yeah. And, and that's why we find freedom in doing house of faith and stuff like that for us. We, you know, we would never think twice about wanting this to become a paying job. And you know, a lot of times me and Austin question like, man, you know, working at a church and all of this, like it's so, there's such a fine line because it's our calling, it's what we love. It's our, it's our gift to the Lord. Yeah. It's the thing that we love to do from the morning we wake up till we go to sleep. Like we think about a song that God is wanting to be sung in the sure. church. Yeah. And so, and, and I think if I could say anything, it would be, if you give God your yes and you're fully obedient, then you don't have to fear the fallout. Yeah. Because where there's a fallout, God will do a mighty rebirth. Absolutely. As long as you're obedient. Yeah. In those moments where, you know, you're, it feels a little nerve-wracking and it might be awkward just going for it because you know He's commissioned you to do it. And it may not be yeah. like any other sound that anyone else has done. Right. How did Bethel get their sound? We're all trying to redo it over and over again. They were just obedient. And yeah. they said yes to what God was doing. Same and they were authentically... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. they were authentically okay with being the church that their community needed. And that's what we have to do in our homes, and our marriages. That's right. Yeah. Be a people marked by His presence. Absolutely. And I think that's that's a great way to say it, a people marked by His presence. It, you know, the, the whole purpose of times like this and conversations like this in ministry, um, you know, I don't ever want us to be guilty of learning how to do church, but we never really learn how to do life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when you said this this barrier between the performer and the listener, between the, yeah. you know, you go all the way back between the, you know, the clergy and the, you know, the common, yeah. you know, lay people right. and all of this. And, you know, God's breaking down all of those walls of partition and all of those walls of separation. And yeah. I just want to encourage those of you that are listening, you know, when, when you go to church, don't, don't just go for an experience. Go to be a part. You know, don't go and to be a spectator. You know, well, let me, because you're never going to get anything out of it if you expect the worship team to worship for you. Mm-hmm. You know, their job is to lead you into a new place where, where you can experience the benefits of what it means to come into God's presence and to experience that exchange. To me, worship is the great place of exchange. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to thank you guys so much, oh, you know, for this. Honor. Yeah, and hopefully, and I, and I know we'll be able to do this more. Um, so thank you guys. And listen, yeah. those of you that are listening, I want you to share this with other people. And if you would go, you can go on our Facebook page, House of Faith AB, which is House of Faith Atlantic Beach. And you can check the um, the live stream services and we have those recorded and we want you to feel like you're a part of it. It's something that God's doing. It's not in competition with any other church or any other gathering. No. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just coming together and letting God be God and trusting that. So I encourage you to share this with someone, okay? Let's continue to build our team and build our core. Pray for one another. Strengthen one another because I am persuaded that with Christ, we can do all things. Amen. Amen. Hey, we love you. God loves you way more than that. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless.